Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast, broadcasting once again live deep behind enemy lines from beautiful, sunny Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And of course, back with me is my better half, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell, drinking dessert on a Friday afternoon. What's up, man? Apple pie moonshine is not dessert around here. It just means moonshine with a cinnamon stick stuck in it. But uh-huh. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you want to call it. Well, <laughs> I'm drinking, I think, uh, Savvy B because it's Friday. So what's been going on, man? <laughs> Too much. I don't know if I should talk about it on the air. No, I'm go- we're going to. We're going to. All right. My son got... Uh, my son got busted selling vapes to high school kids out of the bathrooms. So he's suspended for a few days. So, um, so we're going to be uh, we're going to be taking on the uh, the anarchist dream and uh, doing some homeschooling Ooh. and putting his ass to work taking care of goats and chickens. So he's, <laughs> he's not going back to school this semester. He's gonna he's gonna stay home and oh. become a farmhand, and uh, he gets to try again next year. Nice. I, I like this. You're, you're turning lemons into lemonade. Something like that. <laughs> He's currently on his third attempt to clean the floors at the main house because apparently sweeping and vacuuming are not in his repertoire. But by God, by the end of the day, they will be. <laughs> I'm picturing like a, a Mr. Miyagi type type situation where he's, he's waxing the cars. He's he's painting the fence. It builds character. If I'm I, just trying to get the, I'm just trying to get our, uh, our goat to chase him and like, butt him in the, or like, ram him in the butt as he's in there trying to feed him and stuff. <laughs> hey, don't call him Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell for nothing, folks. Well, not much uh, to report on my end, other than just more fucking problems with i had my flight booked to chicago and then they canceled the booking like a day and a half later after it was confirmed and everything and then of course the prices went up substantially from there so that was fun uh but i think i have it all situated again and i'm i'm selling off assets like there's no tomorrow anybody needs anything let me know i'm trying to get rid of all my worldly possessions (laughs) so uh yep other than that, it's all good. It's a beautiful day here. 
I uh, put out a Substack this morning for those of you who have subscribed to the Substack. Ripping on Bernie Sanders. Oh, I forgot to send you some uh, some clips for that because he's been on his fucking book tour, which was just painful to watch. Absolutely painful. I can't believe that people still they look up to this guy. It, it really is incredible. People have bought into the grift that is Bernie Sanders. Like they they believe that he actually believes in the things that he says. And and they're somehow they're somehow able to remove themselves from the reality of the fact that like he has three mansions and he's never worked a day in his life and he's like a career politician. Like he is the embodiment of all the things that he claims to hate. He or that he claims to stand against, in fact. Like yeah. all it takes is just some cursory like Google searches to look into his history a little bit and to look into his like net worth. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't donate money to any of the, like any causes or anything. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do anything. Like he is, it is he's a full like, on fucking grip. Cheapest, yeah. He's like the cheapest guy in DC. And that's saying a lot. The only thing he's ever donated to is like somebody else's campaign fund to like get them elected to something. It's, it's unbelievable that people, um, that people believe that he like, I don't understand how you can listen to him and think that he actually believes these things that he's saying because he does, he lives the exact opposite life of what he preaches. And, you know, I started to think that they don't even, you know, they don't even care if he believes it or not. They just like what the message is. And if he's gonna, even if he doesn't believe it, if he's going to go after, the the one percent to try to make their lives a little bit better then they're all for it they don't care if he if he is one of the people that he's claiming to go after it, it's just so unbelievable like remember a few years ago before he became a millionaire you know what like is is uh not this book but the one before it sold like crazy i forget the name of it but he was he was always railing against millionaires and billionaires and then he just subtly dropped the millionaire from that fucking phrase and it's just billionaires now and but and it'll say one percent like he's not in it like he's absolutely in the one percent of america and he's in like the one percent of the one percent of the world it, it's just unfucking believable and I, I don't know if you can if we have time for you to pull up just some of these interviews that he's been doing there's like a bunch of clips around there maybe you can can find one because he just goes off on these these tangents about how we're the richest country in America. And there's almost no pushback from the, uh, what was the one with, um, Oh God, who was that guy that used to do the, uh, the Republican <laughs> character on TV? I'm already drawing a blank on his oh, name. Stephen Colbert. Yeah. He was on the Colbert show and they just, they just let him like talk about these fucking books. It, it's okay to be, angry about capitalism and for those of you who haven't read the the Substack yet I, I don't want to go too much into this I just know that we teased it on the last episode so I just want to kind of um, tie up those loose ends but everything that I guarantee you is in that book all those problems you could just replace the word capitalism with government intervention and you would have a much more accurate 
true uh, picture of of the state of America. Trying to find, you, there's one where a uh, a CBS reporter like goes after him about how how expensive his uh, his tickets are for his book tour, and oh, he yeah. and he gets like real uncomfortable. And I'm try, I can't find the damn video for it. Oh, he yeah, he's so full of shit. He's charging like a hundred or ninety five dollars for uh, some sort of it's like a Ticketmaster uh, book thing where he's gonna go talk. So I guess. You can go pay $95. You get a copy of his book included in the price. And you get to listen to him give some bullshit speech about how about the evils of capitalism as he's selling millions of dollars worth of books and leveraging his position in government, by the way, to do it. Like, doesn't that bother people? <laughs> like, he just gets to fucking go on. Uh, all of these news channels, uh, uh, primetime TV to hawk his fucking book. Uh, shouldn't he be fighting for the for the little man? Isn't he supposed to be going after the 1% and providing free education? If he considers this book educational, why is he charging for it? I mean, isn't this just the, the people's like notebook? This is This is just an instruction manual for... How to go about, you know, being more, uh, having more freedom by being uh, less or by being freed of your money. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it's so funny to watch him get so upset when anybody else makes money. <laughs> like they, they've got too much money. He, he, the only rich person that Bernie Sanders doesn't despise is himself. Everybody else deserves to, to die, apparently, and have everything violently expropriated from them because they didn't deserve to make that much. They got paid too much. I mean, it really is, you know, it's, it, it's funny because it's simultaneously like a testament to the wonders of capitalism that somebody as useless as Bernie Sanders can become rich beyond your wildest dreams. But at the same time, there's like another aspect of it where it's kind of like a double-edged sword. If you have a government in place, the, the more successful you are with capitalism, the more government can feed off of it and get bigger and more intrusive. So there, there, there's like an interesting relationship there. That's kind of the only solution to it, as far as I can tell, is to just get rid of government altogether. Because if you're going to embrace free market capitalism, but you, you have a government that gets to tax uh, people and businesses, and the more successful, uh, the more free you are, the more money you're going to make, the more successful, more productive society is going to be, and then the more revenue government's going to get. And what are they going to do with that money? Well, they're going to start fucking poking their nose where it doesn't belong. And ruining everything. I did see somebody say hi. I don't know who it was though. Uh, my wife said hi, and Evan Johnson said yo. There's hey, a what's going on, Evan? There's a thing on StreamYard where you have to actually um, give StreamYard permission to show your name on the stream, or it won't do it. It'll just show you as Facebook user. But it's cool. We'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> All right. uh, I found the clip. I found the Bernie clip. Uh, finally, it only. Man, this thing was like buried. It was. Uh, CBS doesn't even have it up. It was from yeah, CBS. Well, I'm sure they're fucking embarrassed about it. 
he should be because he's so full of shit in this clip. It's unbelievable. Like the he says he doesn't make any money off of that. I'll just well, yeah, I'll let him go into it. Capitalism. And you're here talking about it. I understand we're not the bad guys you're, you're describing in the book when it comes to the media, but tickets for your tour apparently are selling for $95 on Ticketmaster, which is con accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from this I, system that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. I think there's one case where in one place here in Washington, po uh, politics and pros and independent books are charging some tickets. Most of them, I think, are $40, $50, and you get a book as well. So if you want to come, you're going to have to pay 40 bucks. I'll throw in the book for free. And we do the book for free. Business with Ticketmaster? No, not particularly, but that's, again, I have nothing to do with that. That is, if you wrote a book, probably be the same process. Mm -hmm. So you have oh, that. Yeah in the system I do. is what you write a book a major publisher etc etc okay I'll, I'll let you know bernie when i write a book if it's the same process if i have Ticketmaster and a major publisher knocking on my door to, to sell tickets for 95 dollars I, I mean he's you gotta you almost have to respect his hustle like he doesn't even just like he flaunts the fact that he doesn't practice what he preaches. He's just out there. I mean, he's trying to spin this in a way where it's like, oh, that's totally out of my control. It's up to the ticket master and the publisher. What the fuck are you talking? Dude, it's your book. You signed all these deals. You went into business with them. He's like, it's only money, in, by the way. It's only in certain places that you have to pay $95 for a ticket. And you get a book with that, by the way. And if you come... He said, in most of the places, it's only 40 or $50, and you also get a book. So I, if you give me $40, you can come to the thing, and I'll give you a book thrown in for free. It's like, man, yeah. is that not the most Jewy thing that you could possibly say? Like, good God, dude. Yeah, he's wheeling and dealing. It's great. Uh, it's like an infomercial. <laughs> but wait, there's more. You get to hear him talk, too, and wave his fucking, like, old bony fingers around. It really it's not is. just a book tour. You get the book. And you get to hear me talk. Oh, oh, yeah, bonus. Like he could have self-published this book. I know that's possible. And he could give them away for free. These are but, all I mean, perfectly, this is, got, perfectly you know, legal, viable things. Yeah. And so this is sort of the, the projection that you get from the left. This is why they, one of the reasons why they support uh, taxation so much to, um, provide for all of these government programs because they are some of the stingiest, most selfish, despicable people on the face of the earth. And they themselves would never pony up, would never open up their checkbook for a cause that they care about. They're more than willing to have to force somebody else to do it, which is why they see it as the only option. Because if you take, well, no, let people keep their own money and they will donate to the causes that they care about and they'll be better stewards of, you know, private charities will be better stewards of people's money because they actually have to earn it. They can't just take it. And they don't, they can't see that as a viable option because the way their brain works, they would never do that. It's complete pro projection on their part. And if you just look at, Everything that this guy does, uh, he it bears it out. I mean, he is a walking, talking contradiction. 
you know he rails against the one percent he is the one percent uh you know they're not paying their fair share he's maximizing all of his tax deductions he doesn't donate anything to charity <laughs> like he's got all these grandiose plans for some socialist utopia and yet um billionaires shouldn't exist but they're also the ones that have to fund all of his government programs <laughs> like what is he gonna do if there weren't any billionaires to fund all of this stuff right because if you redistribute the entirety of the wealth then everybody's gonna be equally poor and nobody's gonna be putting their money towards any of this shit that you need unless you tax them into complete oblivion in which case the only way they can survive is with these ridiculous uh plans that you've you've got and then i mean we've seen how that's worked out for venezuela and, and everywhere else like that's that is a system yeah. doomed for horrible failure and i mean i guess if there is a positive from that like the bernie sanders-esque types are the, usually the ones that get run out on a rail and uh you know Gaddafi there something along those lines so <laughs> right yeah you know, silver yeah. linings i guess yeah, and you know he's always talking about oh these these corporations they aren't paying their their workers enough. He gets busted during his campaign for not paying his campaign workers fifteen dollars an hour or whatever the living wage that he was advocating for. I don't he know wasn't even paying a minimum over. wage. He wasn't yeah. even paying a minimum wage, much less his right. And then wage. they tried to like unionize, and he broke that up. Which <laughs> is like, wow, man, the the fucking balls on this guy. You almost have to respect it. If he if he wasn't poisoning the minds of millions of people, possibly irreparably, I mean, I'm doing everything I can to show these people how ridiculous his uh, his perspective on economics and life in general is, and just how big of a charlatan he is. If he wasn't poisoning the minds of generations of people, I would totally fucking just respect, like, tip my hat to this guy. Because it's unbelievable what he's been able to accomplish. This is a guy that got fucking kicked out of a, a socialist commune for being too fucking useless. Think about that. Think about that. This guy's never had a goddamn job in his entire life. And he's worth like $5 million or something crazy like that. He's got three houses. He's got three more houses than all of his constituents. That's probably true. Yeah, like, wouldn't you feel bad taking? I would feel bad taking. He always brags about taking money. He's like, oh, I have like my average donations like seven dollars and forty five cents or something because all my constituents are living paycheck to paycheck. I'd be like, dude, you should feel bad about taking their money because you're not going to do anything with it. He he talks about oh how, how corrupt Washington D.C. is and this play, and then he just fucking folds like a cheap suit to the establishment every time it matters every time it matters he bows out of the fucking presidential race he pulled back his fucking yemen uh resolution whatever that thing was like he is a spineless charlatan it's unbelievable man i love well, beating up. you know you mentioned uh you know not putting their money where their mouth is somebody put his money where his mouth is um and has on multiple occasions i believe but uh Oh, yes. This is so goddamn funny. Wait, we got to set this up. Because <laughs> my idea for today was just like clown world episode. Like how fucking ridiculous this this world that we're living in right now. And I, I, I mean, like we literally, if there's not a better 
better imagery for like the clown world that we live in other than like Joe Biden bragging about shooting balloons out of the sky. <laughs> like this has to be it. So Donald Trump goes to visit the um, East Palestine, Ohio uh, first responders or something like that. And dude, this guy is so goddamn funny. He, he's like the funniest guy. I, I don't understand why people get so upset with him. This is, I can't stop laughing about this. So he goes to visit and he's buying them all McDonald's. <laughs> That's what Donald Trump does. He buys them McDonald's. So yeah, go ahead and roll this clip. What's your specialty today? How are you today? Nice to meet you. Hello everybody. That's a nice, beautiful looking group of people. So I know this menu better than you do. Okay? I probably know it better than anybody in here. Uh, we're gonna take care of the fire department. Okay. We're gonna take care of the police department. And what we do is all the people that are even right I'm the owner, Mr. President. Oh, I don't have to give you that's right. That's a good one to own, right? Yes, it is. One of the best. So we're gonna take care of your fire police. President Trump, what do you think of He's a big fan. Come here, take a look. That's this is a guy I like. Oh, you know what we'll do? Here, this is for you. I like that one, but this one's even nicer. It's more expensive, I can tell you. This is triple the price of that one, right? Here you go. Thank you. Pop. Come here, Bob. Thank you. Oh my gosh, it's like it's just like an event. <laughs> In the McDonald's. I can't. It's just so goddamn funny. First of all, that it's McDonald's. If this was a scene from Idiocracy. Like they couldn't even uh, fathom something this hilarious. And he's so proud of himself. It's like, oh, you, what do you want a Big Mac? Okay, here's a Big Mac. <laughs> Big well, Mac. I remember the, uh, when Clemson won the um, NCAA uh, championship in football and they went to, went to the White House. And I guess, I think it was the, it might've been the COVID one uh, when uh, they couldn't get like catering in there. And so he, he had, he had like McDonald's and Kentucky Fried Chicken and Taco Bell like ordered in to the yeah. White House for hosting it all out on-, on a table. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like- he's so proud of himself, and he he knows the menu better than anybody. That's like one more thing you got to add. We have to do a new compilation of the things that Donald Trump knows better than anybody because he knows banking better than anybody. He knows the military better than anybody, and he knows the McDonald's menu better than anybody <laughs> you ought to put that in the intro <laughs> oh my god i might have to god damn it <laughs> i know this so menu better than anybody <laughs> yeah i know this menu <laughs> well, and i mean it's it's because that is like for donald trump that is american like to to order these yeah. like first responders mcdonald's and you know be there with the handing out maga hats and stuff like that yeah. is america for so, you know yeah, the other thing that was absolutely hilarious. Um, there's another clip that I sent you. It, I think it's like um, it's in an article though. It's t- toward the bottom of an article from like the Independent something or other. He brought them water, and he's got his own Trump water. I didn't know this. There's there's Trump bottled water, and apparently that's a lot of the water that he was handing out. That's pretty awesome. I got the article, which uh, there's two clips. Scroll down to the second one. Uh, Keep going. 
Uh, yeah, the one where he's bragging about water. Yeah. Especially thanks some of the incredible people that uh, helped us because we're bringing thousands of bottles of water, Trump water, actually, most of it. Uh, some of it we had to go to a much lesser quality water. <laughs> you want to get those Trump bottles, I think, more than anybody else. But we're bringing a lot of water, thousands of bottles. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea that I knew there were Trump steaks. Uh, they were like the best steaks ever. And now he's got like super high quality water that he's given up. <laughs> Trump water. You I bet it's Trump I, water. Oh my God, dude. He is just the funniest guy there. You know, politicians always do these fucking phony, you know, photo op things where they go and they visit whoever and they're shaking hands and, and kissing babies. And it's all complete bullshit, which this is like, he's totally using them as props for his election campaign, but at least it's fucking hilarious. Well, it's and, like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> and he gets to he gets to be the one that like holds it up over everybody else that he actually went. He actually is there on the ground meeting with the people who are being affected by this while Joe Biden is off in Kiev ha um, walking around holding hands with um, Zelensky and mm -hmm. Kamala Harris is God knows where under Willie Brown's desk or something like, you know, none of this administration is anywhere to be seen. You finally get Pete Buttigieg showing up to do like nothing. He, he had a press conference and lost his, lost his train of thought. Like forgot what he's even talking about. Like, dude, you're, you're younger than me. Like Joe Biden is allowed to lose his train of thought and like trail off in the middle of a, a press conference. Like not you, <laughs> you're supposed to be the one person in this administration that actually has their shit together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they left him a, such a big opening for this. Like, this is a layup for Donald Trump. You know, they waited. They didn't go for three weeks. And these are like, you know, these are Trump people, too. So it was just so easy for him to just slide in here and buy them some McDonald's and come out looking like a fucking hero. Oh, man. But it's just every time he does something like this, it's so it's so much more entertaining to me. Than when another when another politician does it, it's just like oh god, another fucking eye roll. You know, like when Pete Buttigieg, he's just doing all this like political platitude bullshit. You know, where it's just like really boring. You've heard it a million times. It sounds like robotic. And then Trump goes in there. Oh, look at all these beautiful people. <laughs> beautiful people. Trump, like uh, Trump water for everybody. <laughs> Let's get you like, this hat. This hat's this hat's definitely more expensive than that hat yeah. you're wearing. Take this hat. <laughs> yes. To make fun of this kid's hat while giving him another one. Of course, he's like so goddamn proud of himself. It's hilarious. Like, I don't understand why people get upset at this. It's just the funniest goddamn thing. And when he went to Puerto Rico and he was shooting fucking paper towels at people, <laughs> like, like he's on the court at a halftime at a Bulls game, like shooting t-shirts at people. I never understood how the left would get just so irrationally pissed off at everything oh, he said. God, it's like, yeah. this is comedy gold. Y'all should be laughing and making fun of it, not getting pissed off and trying to impeach him. Like, just yeah, lean drives, into the hilarity them, of it. It drives them up the wall. And that makes it even better. Because not only is it entertaining for you and me, but we also know that they are freaking out over this. 
And that makes it all the more entertaining because then we get to watch them freak out and listen to them go on the view and everywhere else and freak out. And just like, we get, we get to live in this perpetual cycle of them freaking out and him being hilarious. And then he makes fun of them for freaking out, which just makes them freak out all the more. It's like, it's this (laughs) self-perpetuating thing that just keeps going and on. And he's so good at it. And they just, they immediately turn into NPC memes, like immediately. They just like the one where they're replacing the fucking chip in the NPC where it's like, oh, you know, like the water is there. The air, the air and water is perfectly safe to drink. And then it's like Trump goes down there. It's like Trump deregulation. He, he took he rolled back the brakes. And that's what, you know, it's all just so ridiculous. It had nothing to do with the brakes. A, a bearing like burned off the fucking thing. It just fell fell off the fucking train. Which, by the way, the brake regulation wouldn't have applied to this train anyways because it didn't qualify for that um, type of, of hazardous material. Johnny, it, it now, and the, your, your statistics and facts and figures aren't... I know, know. yeah. Just Donald Trump, orange man, deregulation. Blah, 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 blah. It's so goddamn funny. It's, it's gold. It's, it's absolute gold. And we are living... Uh, in a complete clown world, like we are, we have su- surpassed idiocracy at this point. Uh, speaking of the clown world, you want to talk about this? Uh, the chick who's on the Trump Trump yeah. grand jury. Yes, she looks stable. Man, I mean, just look at the scowl on her face. Like you know, nothing good is coming out of this bitch's mouth. It's all in the eyes, man. <laughs> She's got those crazy eyes. Is it more than 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. A lot for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> more, I mean, when it comes to 75 witnesses, like, it, it, it's not, I assume, of course, right. like 75 people. Would you characterize it as 20-ish people? Why does she say allow for spacing? Is she reading the part of her script that she's supposed to not say out loud? <laughs> Dude, I, I honestly have no idea. I think, well, she's talking about things. I, I'm not I even mean, look sure. At, look at her eyes because she keeps looking off to the side. Like she's reading from a script and she's like when there it's written on her script, allow for spacing. And she just like straight up Ron Burgundy that shit. <laughs> More than a dozen, though. I think I heard you say in another interview. I believe so. That's probably a good assumption. The name that everyone wants to know about is former President Trump. Of course. Did you recommend charges against Donald Trump? I really don't want to share something that the judge made a conscious decision not to share. I I will tell you that it was. A process where we heard his name a lot. Uh, we definitely heard a lot about former President Trump, and we definitely discussed him a lot in the room. And I will say that uh, when this list comes out, you wouldn't. There's no major plot twists waiting for you. Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out if this was like like something intentional that because i mean once again this 
only benefits Donald Trump to have this chick come out here and show just an unbelievable, crazy, crazy persona, but also just like a bias again. Like, you know, you already knew the fix was in, but this is like worse than I think anybody was imagining the the people that were on this fucking grand jury were. the the lack of trying to cover themselves up has been really really weird um like the just the blatantly come out and say things that uh saying the quiet parts out loud has been happening so much over the last couple of years it, it's yeah uh, it's kind of they don't even try to hide it yeah they're, they're just coming right out and saying it like they're not uh, afraid of anything well you know on my facebook mem- facebook memories that popped up for today it was a uh a Twitter post from Zuby where he said um, they could come out tomorrow and say that blue masks protect you better than yellow masks do. And there is a large percentage of the population that would immediately stop wearing yellow masks and start only wearing blue masks and would ridicule you if you don't wear a blue mask and you wear anything other than a blue mask. Yeah. Because they, just because they said it, he's like, that's, that's the world that we're living in and we're having to deal with now. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what this like saying the quiet parts out loud to the, to the extent and the freak at the frequency that they have been over the last couple of years is they know that they can just say it and people are too fucking stupid to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. It, it's like, um, that's in an office space. Didn't you get that memo? We're on to, we're on to blue masks now. <laughs> like we're this now. The other thing is, well, they'll get cover from the corporate press, which really helps them. And we, uh, I also sent you some clips of uh, Joe Biden, how they covered Joe Biden going to Ukraine, which we can get into in a minute. But it's just like the the level of water carrying that they do for him is just unreal. And to be able to put together these compilations, this guy is a Tom Elliott, I think uh, on Twitter that puts these things together. It's gold. It's absolute gold because a lot of people only get to see one, you know, they watch one news coverage of it and it's like, okay, that doesn't seem like that ridiculous to the average um, blue pilled person. But when you see like 15 different news networks all doing the exact same thing, it really hits home. Uh, a, a lot harder especially when they do the overlay where like it's all of them saying it at, at the exact same yeah, time yeah like, our democracy it's dangerous to our democracy yeah, yeah we did that one that was great uh yeah it's it really is just a crazy time to be alive you want to run the uh the tom elliott supercut yeah let's go ahead and do that all right Joe Biden has put solidarity ahead of his own personal safety. Air raid sirens and no real guarantee of security. As air raid sirens blare. This was incredibly dramatic, Andrea. It was historic as well. Historic, timely, and brave. The first American president to go to a war zone 
with no U.S. military presence for security on the ground. American presidents have made dramatic trips before, Nixon to China, Kennedy, Reagan to the Berlin Wall, and presidents have visited U.S. troops in war zones, but never like this. To find a, a day of this kind of presidential bravery in a war zone, you've got to go all the way back to 1864. With Biden's trip uh, to Europe, you know, he is, he is welcomed as not only, the, the, frankly, the savior of Ukraine, but also the savior of Europe as a whole. It's historic. It's the first time that a U.S. president has gone into an active war zone that the U.S. military does not have control over. And against all odds, um, it was successful. The continuing threat quite literally sounding all around the two leaders. The skies here are not safe. And in fact, an air raid siren went off while President Biden was here. Seeing the American president there walking the streets of Kiev while air raid sirens literally sounded in that moment about possible incoming fire from Russia. The wail of an air raid siren. Air raid sirens wailing in the background. Seemingly undeterred by an air raid siren. Undeterred by the sound of air sirens. President Biden's ability with his aviators on to walk through in broad daylight in Kiev. The swagger of this trip. Not just the, 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 the execution, the secrecy, but the swagger of it on display on the streets of Kiev. Wasn't it reported Dude. that they had already negotiated a ceasefire with Putin before uh, Biden made his trip? So as to so the air raid sirens were all just like bogus. I saw something about that. Yeah, like he had to talk to Putin to get clearance to go or something like that. But even if he didn't. The odds that that was 100% staged, like a million percent, a, a million to like it guaranteed there was somebody with like a headset on like cue the fucking sirens. He's walking outside right now. And then they fed that to all the press and the press just repeats it like fucking parrots. It is so unbelievably blatant. It, it's like. Obama used to talk about like the most transparent <laughs> transparency of any agency or whatever, any administration. This is transparency at its finest. Like the, if you think that Joe Biden was in any danger or that was an actual uh, random air raid that just happened to go off while he was walking in front of the camera with like, have anybody have you ever been on like a news like they stage these things you set up and they make you walk that like four times to get the right thing it's just so ridiculous man it's so fucking ridiculous and be oh historic brave <laughs> yeah, oh my god it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and all he did was go over there and give him some more fucking money more of your money but he's so, he's his, he's so brave Savior of his fucking arm, patting himself on the back. Savior of Europe, not yes, just of, not of just of your Ukraine. He's the savior of Europe. Yes, and the world. Yeah, and look at the swagger, man. The Joe Biden swagger. Didn't he fall on the fucking stairs again too? I've been seeing a lot of memes about that. <laughs> How about that swagger? Do we have any fucking video of that? <laughs> well, and they made such a big deal about talking about how it's uh, not controlled by U.S. military. Uh, did you see the thing uh, a week or so ago? I think it was CNN that was talking about these uh, these brave American medics who were over there um, that got that were being targeted by Russian airstrikes. Like the U.S. doesn't have anybody who's officially sanctioned over there. Anybody that's over there is murking. Like they're all mercs. They're they're not 
being paid by the U.S. government to do this. Um, a friend had somebody that uh, that she knew that he and his wife were like asking for donations because he needed all this gear and stuff because they were saying that he was being deployed. And she was like, what's up with this? Why is this guy saying this? I was like, nobody's being deployed to Ukraine. If that dude's going, he's murking. And the reason he's asking for donations is because the U.S. government is not authorizing his going and he needs somebody else to pay for his gear because they're not going to supply it because he's not officially being sent to Ukraine. He's going over there so he can fuck shit up and steal shit and be a dirty motherfucker. Like that's, that's the reason you go to Ukraine. Yeah. Dude. I mean, like if you can just get access to one of those pallets of billions of dollars that we've been sending over there, be totally worth it. And who knows? Maybe he just wants to go hook up with the Azov Battalion and you know march around and do the Heil Hitler. I mean, you know, that's a, he, it's a wait, good wait, opportunity wait. for for uh, democracy. <laughs> it's a good opportunity for right wing extremists to go over there and march and do Hitler stuff or and do Nazi stuff with without having to worry about getting punched in the face by some leftist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody fears a, a punch from a leftist too. <laughs> Dude, I will give you the first three and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. I've, I've actually said that to somebody once. <laughs> so you, so you get three shots and you better kill me with number three because after you're done, uh, you will not walk again. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even take number one. What a, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's just fucking it, it's unreal man what the watching the corporate press jump like bend over backwards to put him in such a good light like could you imagine what they would be reporting on if this was donald trump's administration and donald trump went over there to give them another fucking 10 billion dollars or whatever whatever the number is this week the heroic oh no guarantee for his personal safety he just went over there like a maverick with a swagger <laughs> the like, motherfucker oh. didn't even know where he was going he's like why am i on a plane what's going on oh, yeah he has no clue just, no there was clue. some really there were some really cute pictures of him walking around holding hands with uh with Zelensky, <laughs> i saw that so that was a real i thought that was like fucking photoshop so for somebody's meme I'm pretty sure it was legit. He's just like, yeah, no, you got to hold his hand. You literally have to hold his hand to get him through this part. And then <laughs> Thanks, Secret like, Service. Oh. <laughs> Secret Service, like, as it, before he got off the plane, they're, like, talking to Zelensky. They're like, look, I know when you came over to the States, like, it, he seemed like he had it together, but he's been on an airplane for a while. Like, you're going to have to, like, literally hold his hand or he will wander off. Like, this is, yeah. un, this is yeah. unknown terrain for him. Like, just don't take any chances. It is the the closest thing to a leash you will ever see on a president. It's like the funny. It's unbelievable, man. They have to. They he would wander off in the wrong. I mean, they even had to paint a spot on the ground for him to stand for a foot. Like this is your mark. Go stand on it. There are better trained like German shepherds than than Joe Biden. And I think he got bit by a German shepherd. <laughs> The dogs that he and his wife have that they adopted whenever he got into the White House to make him seem like a more normal human being or 
probably. Yeah. Are probably better trained than he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure he was walking the dogs every day and playing with them in the park. <laughs> Dude, this is, have you ever seen anybody look more frail and confused than Joe Biden? The whole time he's walking around, he's like, like yeah. the reason they've got those aviators on is because they don't want you to see just how like zoned out he is, like complete space cadet. Yeah. And I, I am again, I almost feel bad for the guy, but he's doing a, an unbelievable amount of damage to the country and the world. So I'm not pulling any punches. I don't care if he's got fucking dementia. Somebody, somebody made or was attempting to make a joke and they said, you probably voted for Biden, didn't you? I said, hey, I'm all for the collapse of society. Of course I did. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, one of those accelerationists, is, as, they're, as they're called. I remember thinking, like, before he got in office, I was like, this is really going to be interesting to watch how they try to carry him through four years. How old is he now? Like 80, 80-something, 80 82? I think he's. I think he was seventy eight when he came into office. So oh, okay. He so he's be, like eighty. He'll be right at eighty, or go, about to wow. be eighty. So Bernie Sanders is actually older than him. <laughs> and that dude keeps running for president too. Oh God, yeah. Well, I mean, Ber Bernie's still got it all together. He just has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> would he's you rather? Would you rather have a president who's fully coherent but just completely stupid, or a president that? May or may not be stupid, but it's just like a complete space cadet and checked out like uh, half a century or half a decade ago. Yeah, I, I'd go with Biden on that one. It, it's so much better. And it's it's watching people try to, you know, he, he's got all these like plants on on Twitter, like these paid people that tweet for him. Like, oh, yeah, like he just, he just had like an amazing fucking trip and he did the what a great State of the Union address. He really like. This is what a president should be. It's like nobody believes that. Nobody believes that shit. Well, I finally had to block the the uh, POTUS and the Joe Biden Twitter accounts because it's it's not as much fun. Like it was fun when it was Trump because it was Trump. Like you knew he was going to say spicy Trump, shit, yeah. and piss people off. And with this, it's it's interns that are running the account, and like they just say the most milk toast, predictable DNC like line that you i don't could even ever... know yeah i don't understand why they even have twitter accounts for these things like you'll see like the department of defense has a twitter account it's like who fought like who's listening to that like why would you even bother following it i tag the fbi and all kinds of stuff and they never get back to me i don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> oh man uh uh yeah it is a fucking clown world it is so interesting to watch them operate and it's it's so revealing and I, I i can't think of a better display of how ridiculous this whole thing is other than uh donald trump before him <laughs> to go from donald trump to joe biden and have people telling you that joe biden is like doing an incredible job he's like the height of you know is the pinnacle of what government should be and do oh play that play that clip from his uh press secretary 
I say it's because they have so much diversity in their cabinet. Like if it weren't yes. for if it weren't for all these all this diversity, then yeah, we're it would very be proud a, of this. We'd uh -huh. be in shambles, obviously. I want to take the opportunity to to lay out uh, what how diverse the president's cabinet has been, how diverse the president's administration has been. Uh, the cabinet. Yeah, we haven't heard this yet of color for the first time in history. The cabinet is a majority female for the first time in history. A majority of White House senior staff identify as female. 40% of White House as. senior staff identify as part of the racially diverse communities. Identify and a record as. seven assistants to the presidents are openly LGBTQ+. So again, this is something that the president prides himself on, uh, that he ha actually has taken action to show uh, the diversity of this administration. Do you think this yeah. is like re uh, reverse psychology type stuff? Like put all of these LGBTQ plus women, minorities, all these people in charge and then just run the whole fucking thing into the ground. And then then after that, you can come back and be like, look, we kept it all together when it was a bunch of white dudes running shit. We put all <laughs> these motherfuckers in charge and it all goes straight to shit. So it's time to bring back the white dudes. That would be, I wouldn't put it past them, but it, it's just like, I just have one question, one follow-up for uh, Jean-Pierre. What, what is a female? They can't define that. I know. And it would be, I, I can't believe that whoever she was talking to did not ask the follow-up. So, that, oh, that should have been what, their first question. Female? Yeah. What is the, can you just. Define, define what a female is for me, please. Because, uh, you know, I'm no uh, biologist over here, so I need a little help. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the whole, like, uh, the sheer volume of, like, female CEOs that we have currently and having that while also watching the economy go in the direction that it is, like, I think this whole thing is, like, a big long con. Like, it's the patriarchy striking back at feminism in the best way they possibly can. Give the feminists everything they want, watch the whole thing crash and burn, and yeah. then come back and be like, see, wasn't things better with us? Don't you want us back in charge? Send them women back to the kitchen and let the boys come back and run <laughs> yeah. shit. Maybe, yeah. Like, Put everything on the on the precipice of epic collapse, and then hand the reins over to a bunch of women and be like, "Oh, look what you!" Did. <laughs> oh man, that, it, I mean, that's and that's the ultimate troll by the by the uh, you know, the patriarchy. Anyway, wouldn't it be like if it was deliberate and they were actually doing that? On part, I don't I don't give those people that much credit, but if that's like that's the way to do it, yeah. It it would be yeah I don't give them that much credit either they they just they're just getting lucky <laughs> you know it's like the Democrats with George W Bush like he's just in there a little too long if he had gotten out like when Trump got out and and like all this stuff's falling on Biden's lap now and, and so they can point oh look at Biden's like you know inflation is going crazy and the economy's in the shitter and it's all Biden's fault now and no it, it's just all, all a timing thing. Oh man, there's the fucking whale breaching out there again. What a beautiful day. Beautiful Friday afternoon. I should be out in the water, not talking to you. Well, we can wrap up with uh with Pete Buttigieg and what did he uh fall or uh, following up on his rail and what his calls for the rail industry to crack down or yeah. whatever. Is that the last thing I sent you or did I send you anything else? That was the now. last that was the last one that I okay. saw anyway. 
Yeah, because he's got he's got a bunch of recommendations for the rail industry, and this is this is how they can uh, how they can work with him to make everything better. And there's some pretty interesting. Um, it, it's a very revealing list. If you scroll all the way down toward the bottom, the first thing that really caught my eye was we'll put a cap or we'll raise the cap on damages that they have to pay. Yeah, wait, wait, go up a little bit. The number one bullet point, yeah, Congress can strengthen increasing the minimum. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Congress can strengthen rail safety by increasing the maximum fines that the USDOT can issue a rail company for violating safety regulations. The current maximum fine, even for egregious violation involving hazardous materials and resulting in fatalities is $225,455. This is a rounding error for a company that reported an astonishing record annual operating income in 2022 of $4.8 billion and has posted operating margins approaching 40%. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah. if, if they want to talk about, about the rail companies and their uh, 40% operating margins and their 4.8 billion record income and stuff like that. Like the federal government are the reason that these monop- that these rail monopolies exist. Like they're the reason that there are only a handful of rail companies that run everything. Hey, if you actually want, if you actually want to do something about those profits and about like safety and, and doing things that would actually make a difference, do something to like, bust up these massive rail unions that have completely monopolized the market. Don't like your fines don't mean shit. And what are they going to do? Raise the fine from $225,000 to $500,000. You, you can make it a million. The fact that it's capped is a huge problem, which would not, I don't think that would exist in a, in an ANCAP society. Like if it was left up to insurance companies, which was sort of the the point that I was making in the in last week's um, Substack, yeah, like they're causing a lot of this moral hazard that exists, and then blaming deregulation for it. <laughs> it really is just fucking unbelievable. Two hundred twenty five dollars. It. I mean, that's a good point. That is chump change. That's chump change to that to Bernie Sanders let alone a fucking multi-billion dollar uh, rail corporation. And, yeah, and to your point, yeah, all of these regulations that they have in place also make uh, competition a lot harder to to start up, and it protects them from other uh, companies starting up and maybe providing safer, more efficient rail uh, transportation. And then, yeah, capping the liability. Yeah, okay, sure. I mean, if it's going to cost billions, of, like I forget exactly what the number was to implement all of the, the things that you know the the bad orange man rolled back through deregulation. It was going to cost like a bi- a billion dollars or something to retrofit all of those tra- those rail cars with with new brakes. It's like, why would I do that if anything bad happens? It cost me two hundred and twenty five grand, and if they change the legislation. Oh, what if they five exit? It's like, okay, <laughs> 1.2 million. Fuck out of here. You, you know what the opportunity cost is on a billion dollars between right. then and and whenever the next rail card is asterisk? Like, well, that's, that's, 
they play on the ignorance of most Americans because most people don't understand. Like, okay, yes, $225,000 sounds like a whole lot of money to me and you and any, like, especially the general or the typical DNC voter. Raising that to, say, a million dollars, that sounds astronomical. But to people who actually understand how money works, when you're talking about a, a company that makes four point billion profit, a million dollars is nothing. They, like they're not even they it wouldn't even be worth the waste of time to slow down for that million dollars. Like you're losing more money by slowing down to figure out what happened to the million than by just plowing ahead and, and moving on with life and paying it and saying fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they've created an environment that, that fosters this type of behavior. And they've also created an environment where you can bribe politicians to get the regulations that you want removed or the regulations that you want put in place. It is so unworkable. The, like I don't understand why people think that they can just vote in the right kind of politician the right administration, like the, the best argument that the, you know, the, the democratic left will come up with is like, well, the Obama administration put all these regulations in place and then Trump rolled it back. Well, it's like, okay, well, that's just going to keep happening. You like, you're not always going to have an Obama administration. Like even if Obama is the Messiah that you think he is, he's not always going to be in there and whatever he does can be undone by the next guy. And, and you held, the House, Senate, and Presidency for all of 2021 and all of 2022. If all of these regulations that the Trump administration rolled back were so terrible, why didn't you put forth like every effort humanly possible to put those back in place for the two years that you controlled everything? Yeah. And if they are so terrible, if those regulations that were rolled back are so necessary, you would have gotten bipartisan support for that. So why didn't you put forth any effort whatsoever? Like you had, you had two whole years. I mean, I understand that you spent the entire first year trying to keep Biden hidden in the basement somewhere because you weren't sure if you could actually let him out to speak because nobody trusted that he could put together a coherent sentence. But like, I mean, fuck, you still could have done something legislatively. I, I don't know that they did anything for the entirety of 2021 other than try to go after uh, people for January 6th. Like that was, that was the they sole purpose. Spend a of lot of time on January 6th and a lot of time um, promoting vaccinations. All right. Yep. And shielding uh, Pfizer from liability, by the way, on, on said vaccinations. So I, I can't wait for that fucking uh, disaster to rear it, rear its ugly head. I, I, I mean, like imagine being upset about the railroad industry deregulation and and caps on on uh liability insurance and things like that when you you literally gave uh Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, all of these big pharma companies a license to do whatever the fuck they want. No we have no idea what's in those things. And they can they can do anything they want with them. They tried to mandate that shit. They're still trying to really push it on people. And there's no liability whatsoever. Did you see the, uh, before I let you get out of here, did you see the the new RSV vaccine for uh, 
mothers. Like it's it's you it's a RSV vaccination that will be given to the pregnant mother so that the child will be protected from birth. Oh Jesus. Surely nothing bad will come of that. Well, and they how how do you even test something like that? It's get I mean it's getting FDA uh fast tracked, so well, that that always works out always <laughs> but like how do you even create the conditions to test that other than on pregnant women I, what you, right? like, like, I mean pregnant and then fucking inject them with it that's what i was gonna say like are you testing on like pregnant chimps or pregnant mice pregnant pregnant ferrets is i mean if this is working out as well as you know, all of the other like cat and ferret trials worked out it's kind of fucking terrifying yeah, uh, I don't even know what it is. Just yeah, it's a clown world. It is a clown, world. and I'm. <laughs> it's starting to feel weird to be one of the few sane people, along with you and the rest of our listeners, and a small number of uh, Americans around. But it's just like, wow, man. I, I can't imagine going through life thinking that, uh, yeah, Joe Biden's doing like a heroic. He's a hero now because he went to he went to Ukraine and there were sirens blaring. And uh <laughs> Bernie Sanders is our, our economic advisor. It's we're, okay we're, to be mad at capitalism while he's out here selling a fucking book yeah. and doing what a book tour of two ninety-five bucks a pop yeah. for tickets. How could he possibly be mad about capital? Like I guess he never said that he's technically mad about it. To be fair, you, it's okay for you to be mad at capitalism. Yeah, he loves I am, capitalism. I am a little capitalism mad that, that he has been able to fucking harness capitalism in his favor to that extent. It is something like I said, it's like a double edged sword. It does incredible things, and then it also makes this fucking useless sack of shit millions of dollars. You know, like the poor people mentality, like poor people are always poor because they always like blow their money on the worst possible shit and like they never save anything. He is catering especially to those people, like his entire audience, the people who are going to see him speak about his book and buying his book and all of this stuff. Like they are the perpetually poor because they don't know how to make good choices with their money. Obviously because they're paying $95 to go see Bernie Sanders talk about his book. Right. Well, they get the book too for free though. And <laughs> but, but yeah, they're also taking economic advice from him. And, and no, you know, poverty is like poor is like a state of mind. It's like a mindset, you know. Uh poverty is can be temporary. But if you have a poor uh, mindset, if you think that you're being exploited by somebody that's just offering you a job that you don't have to take, um, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of fucking problems in life. And if you think like the reason you're not making $20 an hour or $30 an hour is because like some somebody else is, is exploiting you and they're too greedy no, no, it, it's because you're not providing that kind of value, and you don't have the you don't have whatever the skill set is to demand that uh, to command that type of salary in the marketplace. Uh, people pay. I mean, you can look around, like look at what the CEOs are making. 
if it didn't make financial sense for these greedy corporations to pay their CEO millions of dollars, they wouldn't be doing it. You know, like it's so funny to watch them talk like kind of out of both sides of their mouth. Like, oh, these these greedy guys, they they won't pay their workers, but they'll pay their CEO. Well, why? Well, and, you know, since CEOs, why would they overpay this guy and not overpay those other guys? Since women are paid so much less in the workforce, they can just go pay a C, a female CEO even less. And you see how that's on the dollar. Yeah, yeah. of course. The greedy corporations do the exact same job. Of course. Yeah. And yeah, obviously that's it, working out really well too. So <laughs> dude, none of it passes like the the most superficial scrutiny. If you just think about it critically for 30 seconds to a minute, maybe a minute and a half, if you just kind of run through it in your mind, it's I, so easy to dismantle this. Somebody but none of them are capable of doing it. Somebody made a complaint about like how much the McDonald's CEO makes or something. And I was like, okay, number one. Like over half of that is in stock. So that doesn't even count. But never mind that. Like let's let's ignore that entirely and just say, okay, yes, everything that the CEO makes is a hundred percent salary. If you take that lump and call it salary and you redistribute it out across the entirety of McDonald's to every employee that McDonald's has, everybody gets a six cent per hour raise. Like, do you think they really like that's really making that big of a difference like you, well, it, you pay the was, ceo zero and redistribute his entire salary to everybody they're all making six cents an hour more like that's that's how much he makes it's not that significant but i mean they make such a big deal of it like yeah well justin i'm old enough to remember when there was like a 13 cent savings for the fourth of july and that was like <laughs> a huge deal so come on Six cents is, is half of half of that savings. If they do that like three or four more times over, I don't even know what you can buy. <laughs> what can you get for? <laughs> what can you'll you get for able, forty-two cents? <laughs> you'll be able to afford. Uh, you'll be able to afford not just the Fourth of July, but Thanksgiving too. Right? Yeah, you'll be living like a king. <laughs> it really is just unbelievable, man. It. it <laughs> how detached they are from reality and, and you almost can't blame them because they can also just vote themselves like a 20 percent pay increase which they did last year by the way i don't know if you remember congress like oh yeah inflation 20 percent uh we need a 20 percent raise that is unfucking heard of in the private sector and i'm i'm honestly surprised they they don't do it more often because they can just do whatever the fuck they want like, imagine if we could just get together and vote how much to pay ourselves from other people's money. Man. I, yeah, I think, like, our average is about 5%-ish, five, 3 to 5% per yeah. year. That, that is, yeah, that's sort of like the cost of living adjustment that most people get in a free market, 3 to 5%. If you get, like, a huge promotion or something, maybe 10%. But I, you know... That's something that you would actually have to like fight for. You'd be like, no, I want, they'll offer you like five and you'd be like, no, I want 10. And you'd probably settle on seven or something. You, you know what I mean? Like that, they don't, don't just give you like a fucking 10% pay increase because you got a promotion unless it, you went from like fucking janitor to CEO or something like that, like a Cinderella story. It, it's crazy, man. And all of these politicians are making so much more than the average American worker. 
I, I, I mean, like, I don't even know how people square that kind of circle where it's just like, yeah, they, they work for us. They're, they're public servants. I'm making 50 grand a year. Uh, my public servant is making three times that plus book sales. Uh, what? <laughs> like, well, how does this system work? How do they make three times what I make? No yeah, matter you've got what. Like the, you've got the other 98%. Your politicians are the 2%. <laughs> Yeah, everybody, every politician is automatically in like the top 5% as soon as you get elected. It's just like, okay. Yeah, this, this seems like a really good system that is set up for complete success. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. But then, of course, you know, they're the good rich people that are, you know, they deserve every, every penny that they make. And every penny that that somebody else made by voluntarily offering goods and services to people, you know, they've they've been exploiting everybody. I mean, is there anything more exploitative than government? Not that I'm aware of. I, I mean, they literally they exist to take from a certain sector of people and maybe give some of that to somebody else. If there's anything left over after they pay off all of their, you know, their lobbyists and politically connected people, and of course themselves. Anyway, how long? Yeah, we've been going for a while, huh? It's three forty-five. All right. It's time <laughs> it's for you time. to go swim with the whales. Yeah. All oh, the whales are gone now. I missed. Oh wait. There's a big one way over there. God damn, dude. The whales like almost know that it's Friday. They go fucking ballistic. It's like, hell yeah, it's the fucking weekend. Whale party in the bay. Um, God, I have such a good view too. This might be ending for me. Well, this penthouse view. I might only have one more week of this. I was going to say, you can't say this might be ending because I'll just keep doing this without you until you come back. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, my, my days here I think are numbered, but once again, great run. No complaints. I hope everybody has a, a nice weekend. You got anything going on? Uh, Katie has a big wrestling match tomorrow, so or a big tournament. So I'm going to go to that, and uh, she's actually going to get to wrestle at least once. So that's this will be my first time to watch her actually wrestle. The uh, past couple meets or the past couple meets she's had, she didn't get to. She didn't get to wrestle, but her team did really well. But this weekend, she's actually supposed to get a couple meets. So so that'll be fun. Does she have a, a go-to move? Does she know how to splatle? I, I don't think she has a go-to move. I, I think she mostly just the, tries to be bigger than the other kid. Got to teach her the splatle. <laughs> have to explain that to me later. <laughs> That's all I remember from high school wrestling. <laughs> I never, I never wrestled, but a buddy of mine did, and he loved the splatle. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell her to learn that move. Yeah, report back to me. I don't know if women do it. Maybe it's just the male wrestling thing. Do they have the same moves, or is it like a completely different repertoire? I, I would assume so. I don't, I don't really know. And this is, this is all new to me. We didn't have wrestling at the school I went to. It was like I. My class was 50, and we were the biggest class in the school. Like, we didn't have enough people for wrestling. <laughs> oh, man. Like I said, we don't call him Hillbilly Boy for nothing. 50 in his class. 
Were you at yeah. the top in the of your class? <laughs> no, I de- I deliberately finished the uh, top five. But if you were the valedictorian or salutatorian, you had to give a speech, and there was no fucking way they were putting me on stage to talk in front of the whole school. Oh, so, so, yeah, finished, just like I, finished, I was in the top, <laughs> the top ten percent of my class. <laughs> just don't tell them how many people were in the class, and you look like a genius. <laughs> All right. Well, um, happy Friday, everybody. I got I got nothing to plug. I think I'll probably put out another thing for the Substack this weekend for the uh, the paid subscribers. I've got a couple things I'd like to rant about. Assuming the whales stop distracting me. So uh, this this is fun though. Should we do this every Friday? I like the idea. Okay. Cool. This is uh, it's set up on it's set up on both the Facebook group and on rumble. So you can catch it live in more than one location. Uh, pretty handy. Okay. Yeah. And we got to do a, probably a better job of putting out these links and everything, you know, <laughs> lean on you for that. I've, I, I had, I had things going on today. I have a, a delinquent son that needed disciplining. So <laughs> I'll be, I'll be better next week. <laughs> sounds good all right well uh don't forget to follow uh me on twitter at pedal fiction he uh justin's got his thing out there again at jcamp 1521 i forgot to do that maybe that third time would be a charm for me and do all that for us and we will be back on tuesday with a brand new episode for you until then you know the drill just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction peace